0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined by Aram in Toronto. What's up, Aram? Not much. Just a great day of Bay Area sports. Yeah, yeah. So this was, I guess, Clay Day, the return Clay, of Clay Thompson. Clay Day. Yeah. yeah, hashtag Clay Day, which I got to admit, I I did use that hashtag just, just to see what would happen. I don't know. I, I texted my sister not knowing it was a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> So, this was Clay Thompson's first game finally in 941 days. The Warriors beat the Cavs 96 82. I'll admit, like usually during games, I take a bunch of notes, but this one I just kind of sat back and watched it. I just wanted to enjoy it as a fan. Yes, I rewound a hell of a lot (laughs) and replayed a bunch of uh, plays. But what did you think about this game? How did you feel watching this? In the beginning, I think it uh,
1: it was just really cool to see how excited everybody else was, you know? And it's been building up. Obviously, like you said, 941 days or whatever, like that's a long, long time. I saw a few like, you know, trivia things just because it's been building up. People have been talking about it, like the things that have happened like, in like these wild things that he had never played in Chase Center mm-hmm. and that um, the duration of Alan Smiley career happened in the time that clay was out you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> so like there's i mean this is a long time coming and so to see uh the fans the his teammates everybody just uh so happy to see him back and and to see him himself being so obviously emotional about it that was really cool yeah i i mean i, I can't really think of somebody in bay area sports or my sports fandom who has had this kind of Connection with fans for this duration of time. And it, you know, he's he's been around on the Warriors for what is it, 10 or 11 seasons when they did the mm-hmm. intros? And it's like 11, 11, his yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 11th year out of Washington State. I was like, whoa, he's been around for a long time. You know, you think about somebody like Tin Linsicum, I think yeah. maybe is kind of a parallel, but he was much more shy. You know, I mean, people loved him because he had that kind of uh, outsider quirky character but he wasn't very vocal and 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 you know he didn't post on instagram and that kind of thing like clay is accessible um like he gives you enough to be accessible so that you can really engage with him as a fan and 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 the fact that he's been around for so long so i mean really impactful and it's just hard to think of an an analog in bay area sports i mean there's plenty of icons but he's pretty unique
0: i mean i will say i mean clay and lindscombe were very similar to me it's just that clay became vocal after he got hurt right like lindscombe just never really let you in never really communicated because by the time he left he was kind of done right unfortunately yeah Yeah, he had a much shorter career they both seemed to be into like CBD type stuff, I would <laughs> yeah. assume, you know, so there's, there's that, but yeah, the, the beginning of this game, man, like I, I, I was a little bit emotional, not like, like super emotional, but it was such a, such a long wait <laughs> for fans and people like us who'd followed. And I just kept thinking back to the conversations we've had. And then also just the last time Clay played, right. Cause I realized that too, last time he played was the last game in Oracle, <laughs> I wonder if he's mm-hmm. even been back in that building. And then this was his first game ever at Chase, his first game playing with Poole, Wiggins, and anybody not named Steph, Draymond, Gavon Looney, Andre Godala, or Damian Lee, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Like, it was cool seeing him sitting there getting announced last for the first time ever, you yeah. know? And he had, like, a really, really just, like, straight-laced, stoic stone face. I was... I was anxious. I was anxious because I just didn't want him to hurt himself again.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, you know, you asked me how I feel. That was the the prevailing emotion was like anxiety. Like any anytime something involved his legs, because we know like these were major, major, major leg injuries, right?
0: And uh-huh. just like I don't like how did you feel when he did that dunk? I was worried because the I last worried, time too. he tried to dunk <laughs> Danny Green. Hit, ran into him and, and injured his ACL, tore his ACL. Yep. And then there was that one play he was chasing somebody after uh Cleveland Steel, chasing somebody on the break and he, and he stumbled or he tripped. I was yeah. like, oh, no. Okay. Okay. He's okay. His first drive to the basket. I was like, God, that was not an easy shot. I was very impressed, but you know, like they were saying on NBA TV, he trusted his body and that's partly due to the fact that I'm assuming Like taking all that extra time coming back, not coming back for Christmas, you know, take another week or two just to get into that, not just game shape, but just that confidence in what his body's able to do. And I was never fully relieved because when he came back in the fourth quarter, I was like, don't hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Is he warmed up enough? (laughs) I mean, I think for a while we're going to have these kind of kid gloves feelings about it. Whereas, like you said, he has been playing in these full contact five on five scrimmages for two plus months right so i'm sure he's way past that which is nice to see i you know one of the things i i also thought about was you know he was never like cut or ripped or anything like that and especially the kind of later uh career he was kind of um not not thick i mean he's just a, just a sturdy guy and so mm-hmm. i was like i was like oh like his arms have some definition he looks good <laughs> he looks like in good shape you know he actually looks trimmer than he was uh the last time we saw him so um, not that that means anything, but but obviously with leg injuries, you want to you want to keep stay trim and 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 keep the weight off and those kinds of things. Um, not that that's any in any doubt, but it was it was nice to see him. I mean, it definitely looked like the up and down of this kind of game versus uh you know a short scrimmage that kind of thing. He didn't move very much during the game. <laughs> you know that off ball movement that right. you would expect from him and you know which had been a long time from when i had seen him play last um but obviously he moved off the ball so much more and he didn't really do that much today he did a lot of relocation uh, especially mm-hmm. in the second half and that was really nice to see um the one thing was like i haven't seen him play in so long that when he did these kind of mid-range shots it was like did he do those before? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been so long. He did. He did. Because a lot of them would come out of his his post-up moves, you know? Because, like, when he would post up, he wouldn't go to the basket. He wouldn't back someone down and then take it to the rack. He would back them down and then fade away. I was watching him on defense he did okay when he got switched onto smaller guys. I thought, but I was like, okay, he's guarding Larry Markinett, <laughs> you know, like a six ten dude, and whatever. Like Clay's a, a a strong guy, still is, and you know, I thought I thought he was fine out there. I mean, you know, like it was interesting trying to figure out like what is Steve Kerr going to do. I mean, people have been talking about this. What's he going to do about like rotations and minutes and trying to figure that out? That's something I'm going to keep my eye on just to see how evolves you know because i mean obviously draymond didn't play came out after the tip and they definitely missed him yeah, <laughs> you know yeah the offense
1: uh, was really clogged up
0: yeah and you know jta and the starting lineup just doesn't do it for you but it's going to be interesting to see how they keep the flow going i mean obviously once draymond comes back it'll it'll be a lot better but you know like pool Getting fewer touches, fewer minutes. Wiggins getting fewer touches, no sight of any of the young guys, you know? Uh, no, no. Movie, yeah, no I mean, movie. It, you, you do realize, and this has been a
1: theme all year of just how deep this team is. Yeah. And, you know, the, that we've gotten to 30 wins. Uh, or 29 wins without clay. So that's pretty remarkable and it speaks to the depth. And when he came out of the game, and it's like, oh, Pool's coming in. Oh, GP2's coming in. And and it's a nice thing to see. It's a good problem to have. You know, one of the real irreplaceable pieces though is Draymond. I mean, you just see how much the offense was bogged down today. And yeah. you know, try as they might to have JTA or Andre fill in in that role. It just doesn't quite move in the same way, and mm-hmm. and I think also Clay was with his shot hunting was really bogging things down a little bit too, right, right, um, which yeah. is fair. It's fine. Let yeah. him let him do it. You know, uh, I think. You know, they were also hunting it for him, too, for a while, especially in that, that first quarter. But it's going to take some time to get him reintegrated in it because it almost felt like it's like, does he know where to go? Because he's not <laughs> going to the right places. Um, um, so I, I'm sure it's going to take some time to to get that, get that Warriors offense flow, you know, because he was dribbling so much. It's like, yeah. It was it was a little weird. It's like, oh, this is like what other teams play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just see some dude dribbling around and and you know, shoot a not very good shot. You know.
0: He used to do that like once a game or something. You know, kind of dribble around, see if he can get something. But in this game, every time he got the ball, it's like, oh. He's not passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and yeah, I was cool with that because I was like, "What's he gonna do?" Yeah, yeah. you know, I wanted to see him get shots up. What he ended up with seventeen.
1: Yeah, yeah, not bad. Seventeen, which was uh, I I uh, I asked you before the game. I said, "What was your prediction?" I said, "I said eight points, two three pointers, a couple of rebounds, and lower than fifty percent shooting." So that's what I I did get that correct. But you were you were much more. Uh, uh, or a little
0: bit more ambitious a little bit more yeah I said I said eleven points, but I generally agreed, and yeah he he hit three three threes instead of two, and he shot seven for eighteen, so and he had three boards, so yeah. you know um, I, I didn't i didn 't think he was going to be
1: uh come out gunning so much, so i, I guess I, I thought he was going to try to fit in but
0: there was a part of me that i was like oh he's gonna he's gonna get shots up Uh, like there was a scrimmage right the one in denver when the denver game was canceled (laughs) and i think steph said like he got up a ton of shots like just a handful of minutes Yeah. so you felt like he was going to do it because he's going on the road now you know he wanted to get his shots up in front of the home crowd yeah just to go back to those mid-rangers you know I actually felt
1: like I couldn't remember how much he used those before. And and I think we've talked about that Steph should get though, you know, can get those whenever he wants, and maybe he should, just because they're overplaying him so much. But seeing Clay, it's like he's big and he he definitely can get that mid ranger anytime he wants. And it's not a bad shot. So I was totally okay with it. You know, like the the sideways fades, you know, maybe not yeah. so much, but but he's so big, yeah. He can really get that shot. It's a useful thing when the offense is sputtering a little bit, which the offense was sputtering tonight. Um, once he gets into the flow, I, I could see that being something that they can just go to. It's like, okay, you know, go go get a go get a mid range shot, right? Like late era Kobe and MJ, you know, like just go mm-hmm. get it, right? Or Paul Pierce, whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. Those can be reliable shots, a really reliable source of offense, and um every time we've lost uh it's been because the offense has bogged down so
0: if there's a reliable place to go to then hey let's do it especially since clay shoots it so high such a high release point you know he got one o- up over marken and i was like mm. oh, okay it's not bad and on some of the replays from the sidelines i was like man he really jumps back on those I was trying to remember if he jumped as far back before, but I don't know if that's an adjustment or if it's just, I, I don't remember, but um, there was that one that fade away. He did like he dribbled down close to the baseline. Yeah. And that was impressive because he was <laughs> moving nonstop. And I mean, it's hard to shoot on the move, let alone like down to the baseline and then pivoting and then fading away towards the baseline. Yeah. I was impressed. I mean, I'm like in a month, like how good will he be? it could be bad news for the rest of the league, like legitimately bad, bad news. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you know, outside of Steph and clay, nobody really hit any threes tonight. Pool hit a couple. I think Otto missed all of them, <laughs> um, but yeah. that's okay. You know, they're not going to always, they're not going to, most of the time they're not going to have nights like that, but yeah, just having another, I mean, just seeing those clay threes go in, it just, that was really comforting to see just having another weapon offensively. Mm-hmm. Like, um and there's there were a few drives that opened up for Steph because Clay was in the corner that kind of thing like all that stuff is going to really matter especially once you know once other teams remember what it was like to play against him too right just as much as we trying to remember what he used to be like right mm-hmm. so yeah what is he going to look like in a month what is he going to look like by playoff time that's going to be that's going to be really exciting there's going to be some rough patches i'm expecting that I mean this this upcoming road trip is pretty uh yeah. it's a pretty tough one. And you're playing some pretty tough defenses too. You got the Grizzlies, you got the Bulls, you got Milwaukee. <laughs> and the Timberwolves not bad either, right? So mm-hmm. um it's going to be interesting to see how he fares against them, especially, you know, if their offense is, you know, still adjusting to having him there.
0: Yeah, and those are all teams with like good wings and good guards right like how's clay gonna fare against zach Levine, demar de rosen and even like you know lonzo ball to some extent and yeah. is he going to guard anthony edwards <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't um, think so so more like d'angelo russell he's gonna get switched on to these guys no matter what right At some yeah point. it's true it's true so, we'll see Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred
1: GAMBLER. I'm curious. I had seen Mobley play in a few other games, non Warriors games. But uh, what, did, what did you what do you think of him?
0: I like him. I really, really wish James Wiseman played tonight. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see how they match up. And, you know, Wiseman is the next one to come off the uh, mm-hmm. injured list. I would have loved to have seen him play Mobley because they are the two big men that have been drafted at the top of the draft the last two years. And they played against each other in high school. And everybody talks smack about James Wiseman, but they elevate. Mobley. I think Mobley has been as advertised after a early rough patch. He does have those small man skills more than Wiseman does pretty fluid and he has good instincts. He'll be a great player no matter what. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see Wiseman like in general, but up against this guy, it would have been a great matchup. And I wonder watching Mobley a little bit this season, like, oh, how would Wiseman have developed on a team like the Cavs? Mm -hmm. Did you see
1: that part where, um, uh, GP two jumped over Mobley. Did yes, you know yes. I was like,
0: <laughs> I was like, oh dang! Um, thank God Mobley didn't stand up, or else yeah, GP two would have. I was a little worried about that. <laughs> he would have lost some teeth landing a uh, face first on the floor if uh, Mobley uh, stood up. I got to give a shout out to Kevon Looney, man. Though you oh, know, talking about great. centers, like that dude had eighteen boards, man, <laughs> and and they were tough ones too.
1: They weren't just gimmies.
0: Yeah, and I was concerned about the Cav's size up front. I mean, they run out like three guys who are at least six nine to seven feet or six eleven or whatever. And the Warriors don't. You know, and they didn't have Draymond out there either. They ran out, as we talked about, JTA to come in right after the tip. And Looney, I mean, he took it on himself, and he had eighteen boards, nine offensive boards, and he was plus nineteen. Yeah, he was great. He he's
1: worked so hard, and I would think that it's a confluence of you know him getting his body right, um, and some of the coaching, some mm-hmm. of the opportunity, the minutes to to play this, you know, and the encouragement to to be a little bit more aggressive with his shot. He had a he had a twelve foot jumper that was that was pretty nice. Oh yeah, very unexpected. I was uh, like,
0: oh my gosh, it's high school Looney. <laughs> I
1: know <laughs> yeah I, I was watching I was watching a, a kavon looney mixtape uh high school kavon Looney wow um, totally different guy uh, yeah. I mean it just shows you
0: what what health can do right for people who don't know I think you and I probably saw the same kavon looney mixtape from high school and I a few years ago I think I made a blog post when I used to write blog posts about a kavon looney mixtape that I saw and how <laughs> his comp was Kevin Durant so if you have not Watched any of this stuff? Google that stuff because it is crazy. Like Kevon Looney is just—he's not Kevin Durant, but he handles the ball, shoots from outside, way more fluid, way more athletic, and he dominated. He's crossing dudes up for sure, and and he's got little jumpers and dunks, and he's in—he looks incredible. And Jordan Poole, who is also from Milwaukee, where uh, Kevon Looney's from, says <laughs> that Kevon Looney used to just beat the hell out of everybody on the court before you know he's kind of a, a local
1: legend props to him for working hard and finding his niche in this league and i know i've said it before but also the miljevic uh the big man coach and mm-hmm. I, I know he's worked with looney a lot just as much as wiseman so it, you just think about like this year's looney versus last year's looney and last year's looney was all right uh, but mm-hmm. this was, years looney's been so much better and if if that same amount of improvement from Wiseman happen like yeah yeah I'll take that Uh, yeah just the the aggressiveness um the rebounding the like picking your spots to plug into the offense and it's coming I wonder about Bielitsa to be honest I think I think I was watching Phoenix play the other night and they got some big dudes he just doesn't match up well against bigs, right? Nah. Like I, I feel like he's the one that is the most uh, precarious if, and, and it all depends really on, on how Wiseman plays. I know they like to bring Bielitza in as that kind of backup stretch five, but right now he ain't stretching it because he's yep. not making anything. Yep. And then anytime he doesn't shoot, he decides to drive and it's a turnover. So and this has been happening for a while. And he has it in him, obviously, to to shoot well and to pick his spots a little bit better. And he does try to rebound and and but just he sometimes he just gets muscled uh and put in the basket, right? Yeah. So I that is a real concern, I think. And are they willing to just live with that? Uh all of that really depends on how how good Wiseman looks and how much can he compete against those physical centers yeah. uh, in in that
0: backup role. I have it on uh, on tape in one of the episodes is your call that uh, the Warriors should get rid of Beolita if they try <laughs> to get
1: Mark Gasol. So <laughs> well, well I don't know how Gasol happens. looks in Spain right now. Maybe he's uh
0: maybe he's coasting, but yeah we'll see I mean we he's gotta playing, get some
1: tape on that. So
0: he's playing on a team that he founded so maybe <laughs> he's uh maybe he is coasting, but hey, uh,
1: on my, on my softball team that I also founded, I, I don't coast at all. So <laughs> so in fact, I give it all I give it all I got. So
0: but, I'm sure Mark is doing the same, but you're maniacally uh, competitive. <laughs> one thing I do hope for is that Andrew Wiggins continues to be aggressive. Now that Clay's back, um, he only had nine shots plus 16. I've really enjoyed watching Wiggins play. He had that one massive dunk. Uh, in the first quarter which if you go back and look at it it was a nice little mid-air clutch at the basket yeah uh, to evade the the defender's hand and i was like oh yeah andrew wiggins was traded by the Cavs. that's why he's (laughs) coming after them but (laughs) he didn't he didn't put enough shots
1: no he didn't he didn't but he had his moments and he picked a few spots to be aggressive and try to get a bucket and like he he seems to have an awareness of where the game is going at At the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. like a a little bit more presence of mind, be like, okay, I need to do this right now, and and so sure, he he'll. Have a twenty-two footer here and there, but I've liked seeing that 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 aggression, and totally agree. We got to get my man to the All Star game, <laughs> my man Wiggins to the All Star game. Yeah. And can I also say, um, can we get my man Steve Kerr a better face mask? I've seen <laughs> all of these uh, interviews on Twitter, you know, because of Clay thing, and he was doing a sideline thing with uh, Cassidy Hubbard the other night, and uh-huh. it's just like his face mask is like constantly getting pulled down by his chin. And it's like, Steve, how far are we into this pandemic? We should have better masks by now. Ones that fit snugly over our, the top of our nose. So um, please, somebody, somebody out in Oakland Warriors land, get my man Steve Kerr a better face mask, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good way to wrap this up, man. <laughs> Very passionate about that. Come All on, right. Steve. Yeah, a good way to wrap up Clay Day. Hashtag Clay Day. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. It's always a good time. Uh, This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epiño, E P E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. You can find Aram at Aram Collier a-r-a-m-c-o-l-l-i-e-r check us out openwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen the openwarriors podcast is produced by national film society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please leave us a five star review on spotify and or apple Podcasts, and say nice stuff about us in a review that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul Mardo for production support See you next time, and go Dubs.